Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Hello and welcome back. And I'm joined by my producer, James. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. So, Emma Sue, who did you speak to for this episode? So I spoke to Dr. Max McEwen. And Dr. Max McEwen is the author of The Strategy Book, The Innovation Book, Adaptability, The Art of Winning in an Age of Uncertainty, and the book now. And he's just come out with a brand new book all about innovation. So he works with Fortune 100 companies, um, advising them on strategy, advising them on adaptability skills. And he's a very popular keynote speaker at conferences all over the world and is just an amazing guy. Okay, so before we listen to the interview, can you just give us an idea of what it was like to speak to him? Well, it was a fantastic experience to interview Max. Um, he is so knowledgeable and he is a true expert on adaptability. And he talked about why we are so set up to be adaptable um, and the huge potential that we have. And he talked a lot about how to manage change and how to handle challenges and how to get up when you are down. Uh, he talk, talks about it as rolling um, and just lots of great tips, lots of great tips and ideas. So, Max, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. It's great to have you with us. Excellent to be here. So, let's talk about adaptability. Okay, okay we, we can go for that. Well, it's in your book, of <laughs> course. Uh, I published it and you referenced a book called Adaptability. I think one of only two books with that title in the world. Mine was the second one. I focus, therefore, on and say in the book that all success is successful adaptation and all failure is failure to adapt. But that's as a factual statement as opposed to a value judgment. I'm not saying adaptability is good or adaptability is bad or those who fail are bad or those who succeed are good. Simply that as a matter of fact, success is a, the result of being well adapted to your environment and to your outcome. And that is the result. It's what comes on the left side of the equation and what comes on the right side of the equation. And that's what my view and my exploration of adaptability was about. And could you say a bit more about adaptability in terms of individuals? How, how, how important is it for us to be adaptable? I mean, we are naturally adaptable, I think, aren't we? We're hardwired to be adaptable you no, say? although that's of course an interesting tension here yeah. I mean in a sense we're, it's because we're softwired or we're set up to yeah. to learn so right from the start in fact you could go further back than that we, we only exist 
as a result of a whole series of events where something, something um, atomic, uh, something material has uh, got together with something else material and then eventually ends up with life and then eventually life ends up with more and more complex life forms as listeners will know to some extent but perhaps not really have considered fully is how all of that ends up with life then more complex life forms then something a bit like us and then 70,000 years ago something almost exactly like us in terms of cognitive ability so in a sense yes things environment interaction mm. equals us and we and other things only continue to exist and in our case uh, we want we're interested in both our continued existence or mm -hmm. survival as humans but we're also interested in other things because our great big brains have the capacity to imagine a better future to compare ourselves with others and even our own past and futures so I suppose at that level we want to deliberately adapt to get more of what we want so I think at one side in order to even get here we've had to adapt as a species in order to survive we are going to have to adapt because all of our actions create consequences mm -hmm which appears to be burning up the planet. And then at a third level, really, we want to be do better than that. We're most, most of us are looking mm. not merely to survive, but to thrive and transcend mm. Mm. Uh, our, our position. And I can certainly talk more about that, the levels of, of that and the different personalities uh, that, uh, or yeah, behaviours mm. that are useful or not to this adaptability luck. What sort of behaviours help us? Well, suppose I, I already started to outline the levels of mm -hmm. adaptation. So in my book, Adaptability, I looked, it's worth saying, at game theory on the one hand, but then also biology and um, environmental science to, to look at all the different ways in which things adapt. Mm -hmm. And I tried to draw lessons from the different sciences and different experiences from war to business to sort of social structures. So the, quite a simple thing I put in place was just the levels, for starters. You can have a, a system that is failing to adapt and ultimately things are going to die or disappear, go extinct. Most or everybody in such a state is going to both fail and ultimately disappear. Companies do it, but also people do it. Mm. it, it you know, sadly, uh, they either they actually die, but uh, they, they opt out of life. All sorts of things, and then you have the survival level of a system mm. uh, where some people are succeeding, but most people aren't. And then you have a thriving level where most people are succeeding, but some people are not. And then you have a transcendent level, and the, the idea there is that. Uh, the whole system uh, is upgraded to the extent that what was hugely successful in the previous level of the system is now normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you bring in electricity and suddenly anybody, whether clever or not, educated or not, is smart enough to click a switch. Mm -hmm. 
In fact, you don't have to be human. You can train an animal to, to do that. So electricity brings everybody up. And so in a sense, it's a, a transcendent move. Mm -hmm. At an individual level, I divide people to, to some extent. I don't believe in two types of people or anything. I have to say to your listeners, clearly there is a continuum of people, mm -hmm. but also there is a continuum that's multidimensional. So you're not just on the left or right of a scale in one thing, and that's you. So I'm not somebody who likes all these different uh, labels that just divide people into one or the other. But still on a scale, you can have high and low adaptability. And you can have, I guess, high or low ambition. Now, this isn't a political point. I just mean by ambition, what somebody wants, what they mm. think is possible. And so it, it, it almost playfully, I described the la-las, those people who feel, uh, even if temporarily, uh, that their low adaptability, low ambition, and for them everything is very difficult, mm. all the way up to the ha-has, the high adaptability, high ambition, mm. uh, feeling characteristic, where almost everything is, uh, if not a pleasure, certainly they, they run into mm. it, they mm. move forward, mm. they view change as exciting. Um, they, 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 again, this isn't a moral judgment because you can have some ha-has doing some, I mean, if you overlay ha-has with callousness, mm. you get sort of crazy chaos monkeys mm. who just want to wreck everything and have no thought for anybody else. And, and do you think we, we can fluctuate from these, in these different states? Or yes, yes. Depending on yeah. different factors, I guess? D depending on if you're in an organisation or a team or mm -hmm. a family, depending on the, the context for what you're doing, you can borrow somebody else's ambition, mm -hmm. you can respond to somebody else's level of adaptability that... In my book now, which isn't referenced in yours, but a more recent book, what I was looking at is how people vary on their emotional regulation. And some people find uh, change very exciting, but if they're next to somebody who finds change very exciting, they can borrow mm -hmm. from that person a little bit. Mm -hmm. They can say, oh, look, you think privilege is a pressure is a privilege. You think... Mm -hmm that this is exciting, that change is happening. If I keep thinking like you, if I borrow your head for a bit, maybe what's happening mm. at work could be viewed as an opportunity. Mm. Mm. But I'm, I'm a realist here, pragmatist, in that just because we say that doesn't mean that it is so mm. always. Mm. I mean, being fired is awful. It may yes. lead to something really good, mm. and some people may be motivated and freed. But I, I think it's good to look at it from how you are mm. and then compare mm. it to how you might be and then say, okay, well, other people seem to make that journey. Mm. Mm. So it's kind of like, you have, I guess you have a tendency towards one of these uh, yeah, well, you're somewhere, on somewhere, somewhere on yeah, it. Somewhere on it. Somewhere yeah. on mm. this. Uh, I guess mm. it's almost like a, a globe mm. of characteristics, mm. yeah. or a, and you're somewhere in there. Mm. And, and I tell you, actually, <laughs> it's more than a globe because I think your your listeners, it, it's worth them. Um, we'll get to imagination in a minute because it's the core human characteristic, but it's more than a globe. The 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 
shape I'm describing that describes you as distinct to anybody else is, of course, brain-shaped. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is, that it is all of the characteristics in your brain, every it's a, it's a neuronal ensemble, every cluster, every network that mm-hmm. is you. And you will differ from everybody else to some extent and have other similarities to some extent. You'll hear the, the voice of your mother and the voice of your father and the echo of a grandparent. And you'll see... So, so I think it is important that people know that, mm-hmm. that, that to only place yourself in one box and say, I don't even know all the acronyms, I, I deliberately <laughs> avoid it. But to, to say you're not just one thing, mm-hmm. you're many things. Mm-hmm. Your brain is not just one thing, it's many things. It's plastic, it has characteristics... Mm-hmm. It can be altered. And how do you alter it? You alter it through giving it input. Mm. That's how you alter it. So how do we help ourselves to become more adaptable if, if we, when we need to be, you know, in a situation where we perhaps need to that and we're resisting it? How can we change that? How can we help Well, I've got a few, a few th- things that come to mind. We'll see, see how many. I, I'm not going to number <laughs> them because I always go over. But I, I think uh, first, uh, one of my favourite strategic quotes is not mine. It's uh, Jean-Paul Sartre's. Why this is important to adaptability is if you're make, humans are different because we deliberately seek to adapt or we could so that effectively is strategic we're a strategic animal so we all adapt to some extent I copy you, you copy me, you copy somebody else, what we're wearing today came because we saw something we liked and we copied but what the the adaptable strategic person can do is choose Uh, what Jean-Paul Sartre obviously people will know but the French philosopher said is that we are free to choose and if I was here in one of my sort of, sessions, I'd be tr- cartooning Jean-Paul Sartre at this point and <laughs> giving him a big speech bubble. And I'd say, look, and, and, and so you are free to choose, I am free to choose, everybody here is free to choose. Jean-Paul Sartre says so. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the extent to which you think you are free to choose. And that varies. Uh, and then the... Uh, the number of choices or the nature of the choices of which you are aware so you cannot choose if you don't think you can mm-hmm. and it's an extent this is it's a scale mm. I really think I can to I don't think I can at all Things, but then also you can't choose what you don't know exists you can't choose from a menu that, mm-hmm. of which you are not aware you choose things there's a list you say where am I going to go on holiday then choose a country you know of (laughs) now if you also know you can search for countries you don't know of then you've extended your choices A choose from the countries I know B search for countries I don't know now you have much more choice than a person who just says where should I go on holiday oh my mum always went to market (laughs) so what, what you do here I think to be more adaptable is you say I am free to choose really free but I have to extend the choices Mm -hmm. that are available to me and those choices both uh, the range of choices and my ability to actually make those choices and that's when we talk about 
emotional skills on the one hand. I can see how to do it, but doing it is emotionally difficult. Or I can see how to do it and I could take the pain or the challenge, but I don't actually know, you know, factually I can't do it, you know, practically. And it's that combination, knowing you're free, knowing the list of choices, knowing you can find new choices, knowing that other people have succeeded before you. So that's one big, the John Paul Sartre version. Uh, and I, I think the other is linked to it, which is remembering a time you were powerful mm-hmm. in the past. And if, uh, if you remember, this, the, the, the research certainly supports this, that simply remembering a time when you felt powerful and took a choice, made a choice, were able to adapt to a situation, remembering that will allow you to be more so right now. Great. And, which is, I think, even more useful, is that you can borrow somebody else's clothes to do it, or their head. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even have to be your experience. You can remember, therefore, mm-hmm. a time when somebody else what showed was powerful, when somebody else was adaptable, mm-hmm. when somebody else, the best version is. Mm-hmm. Find an example of somebody else who was in the situation which you face now, mm-hmm. who got somewhere you'd like to go. Mm-hmm. And if you can take that on, it, your body and your mind can truly adapt to that and say, well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And maybe not if what your objective is is to be the fastest person in the world. There may be some physical limitation, or if you need to be the smartest person in the world, there might be some ultimate cognitive limitation. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about getting from A to B, yes, yeah, emotionally, um, mm. uh, but it's the lack of that that would stop somebody. The lack of examples, the lack mm. of a starting point. Mm. Mm. And I guess, I mean, many people, I think, feel that things around them are quite uncertain and unpredictable. Yes. So, so that must make it, I guess, harder to find examples. I think, I think it, yes, I think if people are despairing around you, mm. then of course you are affected by your environment. Mm. So now not only you feel powerless, but everybody has concluded mm-hmm. that we are powerless. Mm. And then you despair. And clearly uh, in the world at the moment, there are a lot of despairing people. I don't know, I don't think we can say that there are a greater percentage of people in despair than there have ever been in human history because there have been some pretty crap periods in human history. So we're not there yet. Mm. Although uh, I think for, I don't know, maybe the past 20 or 30 years in British history, in American Mm. history, Mm. some of us will be despairing somewhat. Mm. And uh, some people, they're not despairing, but perhaps they just have got left behind Mm. by too many changes that they... It's like getting behind on anything. Mm. You get behind on cutting your hair, you get behind on doing exercise, you get behind on paying your bills, and suddenly it's overwhelming. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I suspect there are some people, and maybe this is leading to some of the problems, Mm. is that there are some people who, with 7 billion people on Earth, there is a lot of new stuff being created. There are a lot of new people that you see, a lot of new ways of living that you may not have grown up with, a lot of new competition, a lot of new technologies. And there may be a set of people, and this is unfortunate, who 
are feeling overwhelmed by the amount of change and their response to that mm. is both ineffective for them individually and as important to me anyway damaging for a country or for a society mm. because if you say well we used to be able to say that on a social side mm -hmm. and I can't believe they get away with doing that mm. on a moral side mm. and um, I don't understand why they're wasting time with that technology on a kind of innovation side mm. by the time you've got all of those you could lead yourself into quite mm. a grumpy judgmental powerless place yes Yes, and if you have, and if you surround yourself with people who are also thinking in that same way, yes. it, it just feeds into. And if you read things way, yeah. that only tell yeah. you, echo back to yeah. you a sense of mm, grumpy, mm. judgmental, rigid mm. disagreement with the way things are going. Mm. And I can think of certainly several newspapers and media channels. I'm not going to bother it here people should know yes. but if your channel is telling you mm -hmm. that the world is changing too fast that they're mm -hmm. all crazy that they're all awful mm -hmm. that the way they're living is not the way that they should be if that's what you're getting mm -hmm. of course you're going to start feeling overwhelmed and one result of feeling overwhelmed is to get cross mm -hmm. and angry and um kind of ruin it for other people I mm. suspect you know the Aesop's fable of the dog in the manger yes and so for those of you listeners who don't know just in case yes. this is the story of the dog who finds that the other farmyard animals enjoy eating straw and uh, he cannot eat straw and in response to not being able to enjoy the pleasure of the farmyard he jumps in the manger and barks and yaps and threatens mm. the other animals mm. because he says, if I can't enjoy this, nobody can. And there is, uh, it's certainly one that's come to mind strongly over the past 10 or so mm. years, mm. this sense that if I don't understand that, if that makes me feel uncomfortable, if it's not the way we used to do it, if I'm having to stretch my mind, mm. I mean, I'm, I was born in uh, London, I was born in Muswell Hill, Whittington Hospital from Harringay. My life was standard British London life now. Nothing's changed for me. Uh, the cultures, the nationalities, the languages, the sexuality, gender, all these things, or even technology in a way. I was already into computers way before, you know, as a, a kid in that early stage. So in a sense, the world has caught up with my childhood. But I do understand that if that was not the case for a listener or someone who works with a listener, the people they have to manage, then they still may be resenting that the world changed. Why didn't anybody tell me? Mm -hmm. I wish mm -hmm. it would go back to when I was yes. young and felt comfortable and strong and I knew what was going on mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. things were this rather yes. than that. Yes, yes. But really, the, if one somebody is listening, get over yourself. <laughs> Because nothing is going to, that's the whole, mm. the whole lesson is, you will not stop the world changing. Mm. And I guess you can substitute world for organisation, you know, everything's changing yes. the organisation and how do I feel about that? And, you, and bad things happen. Mm. There are greedy bosses and there are unfair decisions and there are definitely unfair dismissals and somebody will get something that you wanted that was wrong. Mm. But I, I think one of... Um, nothing is fixed 
stability is an illusion, as I've said before, and to believe that anything can be fixed is to make a very, very significant mistake mm -hmm. and to resent something that is fundamental. Mm -hmm. You will grow old and you will die. Facts. Probably in pain. Facts. And probably, you know, 50-50 alone. These are just facts and the world will change around you and you will get disturbed. And the ones who will enjoy it most are the ones who look that in the face mm -hmm. and say, these are all facts, let them drive me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let me drive me forward um, probably I will get sacked at some point I will be made redundant so let's leave first mm -hmm. rather than hold on you know, to the bitter end and then sort of like mm -hmm. some titanic scene get <laughs> cold and sort of mm -hmm. put, pulled under and what, what, what uh, we find with all, all the work is that there's a range of behaviours in these situations mm -hmm. some people in a crisis wake up and they do their best work yes. and they go Oh, there's a plane. The plane's about to crash. I better get into action. I, you know, I wake up. Mm -hmm. Some people curl up into a ball and do nothing. Mm -hmm. Many people wait for a signal, which is why we depend on leaders or yes. somebody in our environment. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. if somebody came along right now in the UK where we're recording this and could speak to the people and could reassure <laughs> them. <laughs> and put an arm around them and say, listen, I've figured it out, I've got your back, mm. we'd all relax. Mm. But we don't feel that at the moment, and the same elsewhere. Yeah. And all I can say, for, in the absence of such a person, you have to look back to history, look to anything, in now, which is very, very linked to all this, you have to look at anything that will drive you to something good. Mm. Anything that happens, you have to pick it up and go, well, how do I use that as energy? Uh, death, then let it remind you somehow that life is short, so I must get on with it. Mm. Birth, let you, it remind you that uh, there's always a new start. Um, losing a job, let it remind you that you've got new choices and you must make them. Uh, stay in your own job, let it remind you that your skills can develop mm. and this is a new start. It's just anything. Somebody yes. jabs you and you don't like it because they're prompting you to do something and you go, why are you telling me that? No, say, if it's prompting me to do a good thing, mm. even if I don't like the stimulus, let mm. me move forward. Only regret if it's motivating. Don't regret if it's depressing. Mm. There's just no so point. So it's kind of just embracing it, really. Embracing change, embracing things that might be a bit uncomfortable. Filtering too, yeah, filtering. This doesn't work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Filter it, yeah. put it in a box, yeah. whatever. This works, mm -hmm. promote mm -hmm. it. And I guess do that quite quickly, so you're uh, not stuck. Yes, and I, I think you, you read something that, know that the quicker the role is, the quicker the role is from realize the bad thing or the good thing happening, and you rolling that into positive change, the better for you. Yes. For sure. So it might take you a while, but I think one of the, this is a bit like um, in judo or boxing or something. Mm. Somebody's hit, mm. especially in judo. Mm. You're trained. If somebody hits you, you or throws you, you roll on mm -hmm. the floor up to your feet. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you are going to get hit, and you learn how to emotionally roll, mm. and you you aim to roll up as quickly as possible, mm. then that's what you're looking for. Yes. yes. And you may be slow, but what you'll find yourself doing through training mm. and reminding yourself and sticking up post-its or whatever, mm. or posters mm. from book, you know, photocopies, 
Do you remember? Okay, I've got to roll. I've got to roll. Mm. Something's going to hit me today. Mm. As the longer I take to roll back up onto my feet, the more life I miss. Mm. And maybe it does send me into bed and I'm depressed and I'm in there and I'm curled up with my hot water bottle or maybe it does send me to the drink or to the whatever, wherever you go mm. maybe it does send you to some negative place but if you can hold in that this is a clock the, far, the faster I get yes. up onto my feet the faster I get up onto my feet even if I can see it coming whoa, this is coming, I can see it coming mm. you can either dodge it or again up to your feet and it helps me when I write mm. my books they help because I grab hold of them and say, right, this is just a thing. Mm, yes. It's just a thing. How fast can you get up, Max? Yes, yes. And I guess the more you do that, the better you become at it. Which is where we started. It's a learnable <laughs> skill. Yeah. So the faster yeah. you roll, yeah. up. You're up yeah. before you know it. And I remember I was videoing something for Nap, for one of the books, and I was you know, walking backwards. Uh, to do it actually I think I was running backwards and I was filming uh, one of my children skateboarding towards me and I suddenly saw one of my children yells and I turn around and there's this park bench that I'm just about to crash into Mm. and because I do judo I was able to roll right over the park bench and up onto my (laughs) feet no damage Mm. and it's just the same Mm. you say look today's something bad or this week's there'll Mm. be a disappointment don't let it stop you doing the stuff you want. Mm. Then do ten things, because one of them will not work. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it won't. <laughs> of course it won't. And all the bad stuff we talked about, of course mm. it's going to happen. Mm. Unavoidable. In the very best of life. Yes. I mean, we're talking uh, as the, um, uh, the famous chef in the UK has just died. Yes. And so, so there he is. He's only 59. He's in fantastic shape. He's on top of the world, and he hits, mm. slips over apparently, hits his head, brain aneurysm, and now he's dead. So, the worst has happened. Yes. But for his family, and I can't talk to them, but for any family in any mm. situation, bad shit will happen. Mm. And therefore, mm. I think part of being adaptable is to to not judge others for their mm. difficulty adapting, but at least for yourself yeah. to say. Without judgment, I would be better off if mm-hmm. I could keep moving forward. Yes. So that's yes. being more strategic, more open to new ideas, more adaptable, more kind of nounced. Yeah. And yes. say, how do I use the past, present and future to move myself on? What kind of person do I want to be? What mm-hmm. have I ticked? How do I know myself better? So that I know it, with all these options in the world, which ones matter mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, such a great... Um, such a great sort of strength in that yes you just feel strong hold on to it I am a teacher I shall to some extent judge myself on how well I can teach Mm -hmm. or or I am a decent person and that means that I will always be courteous to to others Mm -hmm. and you hold on to the you know these various trends and it doesn't have to be one I would Mm -hmm. suggest that if you want to keep yourself really steady you want as many strands as possible that you can hold yes. on to and you sort of weave them up into yes. a rope and you're, you know, you're yes. nice and secure yes. and then you can do crazy things yes. like climbers do yes. and throw themselves around confident mm. that the rope of sort of emotional tenure will mm. hold mm. Uh, the same for opportunities yes. if you have 50 ahead of you or 100 mm. and you don't posture too much mm. 
uh, and to, you can be you know fairly secure in your emotional regulation and you mm. sort of become a bit more strategic a bit more regulated a bit more mm. strategic a bit more regulated and take joy in the moment which seems trite if anybody listening to this is having a crap day but taking joy in how what you do yes and how you do it uh, is like um in my current book, The Innovator's Book, it's got lots of pictures of toys that I took, lots of photographs of montages. So I took the photographs, I posed them, I had lots of fun. Mm-hmm. In the moment when I was doing that, I was not thinking about how many books mm-hmm. will I sell? Will anybody care? Will anyone give me a one-star review? What business am I doing? How much money have I got? Mm-hmm. In the moment of posing the little figure on top of the little dinosaur and sticking it on with blue tack and taking the angle, all I was was the child I've yes. always been. Yes. No judgment, just yes. pleasure. Yeah. Happy. Just happy. happy. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean. Yeah. All the way yeah. back to being yeah. a little baby. Yes. You can know yourself better, yeah. like uh, the. Ghost of Christmas Present in uh, nearing Christmas, but in Christmas Carol, Dickens' Christmas Carol, he beckons Scrooge Mm. in and he says, come in man and know me better. And I think, Mm. going back to the brain, we can know ourselves better Mm. and Mm. say, for for you, Emma Sue, for me, Max, what what is, we're just brains walking around on legs. (laughs) What is it that this thing between, you know, behind Mm. my forehead how does it feel? What can I do for it? Uh, and I think then we become, of course, more adaptable mm. in the two senses of, of adapting to environments, but knowing how to adapt our environments and our actions to what really turns us on, what mm. gives us joy or happiness or contentment mm. or challenge or whatever it is that we seek. Thank you so much. This has been so inspirational. Um, I loved it. Lots and lots of ideas there. Um, If our listeners want to find out more about you and your works, I know you're doing lots of different things. How can they find you? Well, there is YouTube stuff and all of those things. So I know people vary greatly in their (laughs) techness. But for those who are business, uh, are on LinkedIn, for instance, the social network, there's probably the most material there. Mm. I'm probably most active there because... uh, that's where people are who are asking these questions a lot. So find me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm there, d- d- Max McEwen, Dr. Max McEwen. Find me on y- YouTube, all, all the channels. But on LinkedIn, you'll find lots of free stuff and videos and comments. And if right. somebody wants to ask me a question, and all the books are everywhere, Audible, yes. Amazon. And the latest cute book is very cute indeed. It looks really cute. It looks lovely. Looking forward to reading it. Thank you so much. We'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes. And I really want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Emma Sue. Thank you for listening to the seven skills for the future podcast there are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills if you want more ideas you can buy the book seven skills for the future you can also go online to our website unimenta and join as a member and you'll be able to access more resources ideas and free downloads 
If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at 7 Skills for the Future or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice.